Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com. This is Elena Delval, and my guest is Rupa Ranganathan, Ethnic Strategist and Senior Vice President of the Strategic Research Institute. Today we will discuss the 13th Annual Blockbuster Marketing to U.S. Hispanics and Latin America Conference to be held in Miami January 21st to the 23rd of this year. Rupa, welcome back. I'm delighted to join you, and Happy New Year to you, Elena. Thank you, Rupa. Likewise. Rupa is responsible for a portfolio of 65 conferences in the multicultural marketing, market development in healthcare, branding, e-marketing, relationship marketing, healthcare, and disease management areas. Prior to joining the Strategic Research Institute, Rupa was a conference producer for global business research in New York City. Before that, she was General Manager of Marketing and Public Relations for the Apollo Hospitals Group in Chennai, India. Rupa received a Bachelor of Arts in Public Relations from Madras University. She has been a multicultural columnist for Retail Wire since 2004 and was a judge for the Asian American Advertising Creative Awards for 2005. Rupa, tell us a little bit about this year's conference. This is the 13th year that you hold the conference, right? Yes. This year's conference is going to touch upon a variety of new developments in marketing to U.S. Hispanics. And I think this year we've managed to get a really uh, diverse groups of, uh, of companies that are try- trying to win over consumers uh, that are Hispanic. Uh, we have... Uh, Sony, uh, Consumer Electronics, for the first time, and Maybelline, Garnier, uh, who are joining us for the first time on this series. And, of course, we have Bacovia, Wells Fargo, Western Union, and uh, many other clients joining us to talk about their initiatives in the Hispanic market. So this conference is really the blockbuster or the signature conference in this whole series, we believe, because it includes uh, a wide variety of case studies from Fortune 1000 companies to very regional and strategic uh, case studies uh, in the area of cable and television and the area of direct marketing. We have somebody talking about viral marketing to Latinas online, you know, it's the cleaning hunk uh, case studies. So I think we've got a huge range and we also have AstraZeneca. So we have a powerful team of experts as well as clients discussing their initiatives in the Latino marketing and year after year it's just getting bigger and better. I mean the the work that is being done in the Latino marketing area. What's the ideal attendee? Who rather is the ideal attendee to the conference? Who is going to benefit the most from the conference? I think this will benefit brand team leaders who are looking at Latino markets, whether they are already doing this for many years or whether they are starting anew in this area, brand teams will benefit the most because we have an, uh, really an array of experts who do various things in the area of Hispanic marketing. Over the years, I think the, the practice itself has evolved and it has grown to be of significant uh, value to brand teams. So I would say the first on the list would be brand managers, vice presidents of marketing, 
from major Fortune 1000 companies who are looking to see how they can grow their businesses. Because one sure way of increasing your, your brand presence and your market share is to win over the growing Latino population. It's no longer just if you're in California or in other Florida or Texas or other such markets. The Latino boom is being experienced in, in, in a variety of new markets like uh, Denver, for instance, has a lot of Latinos. Boston has a lot of growing Latino population. And that's why we have uh, on board uh, somebody from the Pew Hispanic Center, Jeffrey Tassel. He'll be joining us on the first day of the, of the conference on Monday, and people will see how the, the Latino marketing is not just, you know, restricted to a few stereotypical regions, but it's pervading the whole country. And the conference is being held in Miami Beach, is that right? That's correct, and we've always had this uh, in Miami Beach ever since I can remember. I did this since 1999, January. It will be held at the Wyndham Miami uh, Beach Resort and Spa on Collins Avenue. So it's a great escape to sunny Miami, and what's more, you're going to have to an opportunity to meet all the people that you want to meet to 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 exceed your budget for 2007. Just you know, in January, it's not just you know uh, vendors who are looking for clients. You know, clients have told me that they find. Uh, you know, a variety of partners. I think this is this whole thing is about a partnership. You have a product or a service to sell to the Latino community. You have to strike partnerships not only with customers and communities, but I think with the business and the trade of marketing to Latinos. Because year after year, I'm seeing so much sophistication in marketing to Latinos, and it is it is indeed uh, this development and this growth that is actually spurring increased investment in marketing to Latinos. And so the conference is about more than just the actual presentations. If I understand correctly, there is a lot of networking taking place and a lot of companies that are finding partners and business opportunities through the networking that takes place at the conference. That is very true. In fact, for the first time this year, we are... Uh, starting off with a banquet, it will be a progressive networking dinner uh, on Sunday evening on January 21st. We typically have, you know, a pre-conference workshop and then we have a, a reception prior to the conference. But this year we thought uh, people have come to this conference and spend a lot of time, a lot of money and resources. Uh, so we want them to get to know who else is in the conference right before the conference begins. So on the eve of the conference, we will be having a progressive dinner reception where you get a chance to sit with a different group of people for each course. So you say, for example, you have your salad with you know a group of five, ten people. Then you go to another table and you have, you'll be seated with different people at that table. So in a short time over dinner of two hours or so, you would have met a lot more people across the room prior to the beginning of the conference. So when the conference begins and there are short breaks, you're able to uh, 
interact with them more effectively. How many people do you expect to attend, Rupa? We expect about 220, 250 people to attend this conference. So you're going to be very organized in trying to get all of these 250 people to switch tables during dinner on Sunday. This is on the, on the eve of the dinner. So uh, this, there is an optional, uh, there's an option to attend the dinner. Mm-hmm. So we, are, we do encourage everyone to really come for the dinner. But because of you know travel plans, people getting into Miami late on Sunday night, they will miss the dinner. But this is to help, particularly people who are coming to this for the first time or, you know, want to get to know more and more people and where they want to network. We want to facilitate a forum for networking in an organized manner. And we have, uh, you know, a surprise planned on how we're going to pick the names and circulate them. And this is a very spontaneous kind of thing. It's not as if, you know, it's not like uh, where we have anyone has to pay any money to sit any table or anything. It's just we try to make sure that everybody gets to meet a lot of different people over the co- over the course of dinner. Are most of your attendees from other areas? In other words, you, we were talking about Miami as the place where the conference is held, but are most of the people coming from other states? Yes. We have a national attendance. We have people from California. We have from Texas, San Antonio, people from New York, and even overseas, Venezuela, and you know other other places. What percentage of the attendees are repeat attendees, and how many of them are newbies, as it were? I would say about forty percent of the people would be who have those that have attended this series before. We have a series of at least four such events in, in, the, in, in the course of one year. So many people, you know, come back or they send somebody else from their team. They attend two or, you know, two events a year or some attend even three. So many of them have been in this space. They may not have attended last year, but they may have attended, say, two years ago. So we do have, we, we are very, very fortunate and grateful to the people that come back to our conferences. Rupa, you're interacting throughout the year and organizing all of these different events and specifically the multicultural and the Hispanic conferences. So you have your pulse on the changes and the field. What are your insights on what changes are taking place and sort of what are the hot topics going on? That's really a good one, Elena, because uh, the multicultural marketing practice has really been growing and changing and evolving over the last decade or so. And the most important uh, issue or challenge that marketers face is to really zero in on who exactly their target market is. For example, if you have 40 million Latinos, obviously for any product or service, the entire 40 million Latinos is not going to be the best, you know, the, the main target. So as the market has become bigger, when it was just 5 or 10 or 12, under 15 million, it would be easier to target everybody. But as the market becomes bigger, then you have to sub-segment the Hispanic market. So the trick and, and the challenge 
is always to identify who your best, you know, target segment is within the Latino, con you know, uh, segment. And there are various different methodologies and research techniques in which people are bringing, uh, you know, these sub-segments together and analyzing them. And I think clients are sometimes overwhelmed to see a lot of different segmentation strategies because the language issue was easy. Those who speak Spanish and those who don't speak Spanish, it's easy to divide it that way. But the understanding, the culture, getting a handle or getting a... Uh, understanding the the cultural uh, you know segmentation issues, those are the ones that uh, require a lot more uh, market research, a lot more consumer insight, and I think that leads to the second big uh, area of growth or challenge, which is in the creative expression, because by now there's a lot of research available on Latinos, on demographics, and even a lot of qualitative research if a client wants to target Latinos, for example, in any part of the country. But uh, some clients are able to get through to this consumer in a better manner but simply because they have hit upon the right creative message. So the first challenge was, who is my customer? And identifying the 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 Spanish dominant customer or the bilingual or just the English dominant Latino, that was the, that is the first challenge. But the second thing is, you know, what do you say and how do you speak to this customer? And I think increasingly agencies and clients are paying a lot of importance to creative strategies in reaching the Latino market. And that's why we've got two, uh, two leading creative uh, Experts and I call them the creative gurus of the Latino uh, industry. Uh, Paco uh, Olvarieta, he's going to be speaking about a viral marketing campaign, and we have uh, DST's uh, creative head, Aldo, going to be speaking at this conference just to explain the importance, growing importance of creativity in the Latino market. And then, of course, there has been an extreme proliferation of Latino media both in print, in, uh, in television, on cable, online, and therefore it is becoming very difficult to figure out what exactly is going to be your best buy uh, for reaching Latinos. And therefore the online component of marketing to Latinos, I believe, is getting stronger, and the case for this is really being made at this conference by Captura Group's Lee Van, who has actually... Uh, built the, uh, uh, the, the portal, the online portal in the public sector uh, his, for the government. First, it's called First Gav en Español, which is a huge, huge initiative, but it just goes to show the importance of the online space in marketing to Latinos. So essentially, we're looking at segmenting as still the major issue for marketers to start with, and then creativity as the next point of departure and then the, the media challenge. And the presentations, if I'm understanding correctly, are going to be divided into general presentations and then case studies. Absolutely right. And some of the, uh, and we also have panels. In fact, we have a panel uh, answering the very question you asked on trend spotting. We have a session on trend spotting, a glimpse 
of what's hot and what's next from a variety of different uh, marketers. And it's uh, going to feature MTV Press, Western Union, uh, some trans perfect translations, international, stressing the importance of communicating correctly. It's not just the translation, but, you know, really uh, conceiving uh, your campaigns in uh, the language of the consumer. And then we have Laura Bright, who used to be with a uh, spirits company, who is going to talk about, you know, on the research angle. Tell us a little bit more, Rupa, if you would, about the media. We, we have a lot of... Uh public relations practitioners and communications professionals among our listeners. Yes. Um, starting with the public relations, uh, you know, just as any any uh, industry, any, any uh, media industry evolves, uh, engaging uh, consumers and communities can no longer be done just by paid advertising and paid, you know, media. Uh, like TV and uh, radio. So therefore, uh, many of these uh, presentations that will be shared at the conference, particularly I would say the uh, the Sony case study, will talk about doing very large-scale event marketing, you know, uh, to consumers through, through, uh, through events. And I think the role of media and PR in promoting and publicizing these events where consumers actually come to these trade shows, et cetera, is going to be very significant, and you know, some of that will be shared at this conference. We also have uh, a veteran in the media industry, Rosanna Rosado, who is now on Governor Elliot Spitzer's team of you know, 13 advisory members uh, to talk about uh, using uh, the me- uh, you know, various uh, publications and media as, pla- uh, as uh, partnerships to, you know, to reach various communities. I mean, I think media, whether it's, you know, television or cable or print or radio, I think media can achieve an incredible job in uh, bonding with communities, reaching out to communities. And uh, I think the Latino media has done a spectacular job in this, in this very sphere. So companies who should be looking at media in, 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 in ways that go beyond just, you know, pay for an ad and take it. You know, you should look at branded engagement. You can look at uh, a PR if, you know, it's a printed publication or look at, you know, linking up with celebrities who become so, become icons and popular in Spanish radio or television or they write columnists, you know, they write columns on health or whatever. I think this is still uh, not tapped uh, enough in this uh, market. Is anyone addressing the importance and the trends in online media and email access? You mentioned viral marketing. Yes. Paco will be speaking on the Monday, the first day, about a very interesting case study done. It's called The Cleaning Hunk. Uh, apparently, you know, lots you know, consumers were actually exchanging photographs, you know, amongst themselves online. And that gave an idea to the creators to create a campaign on, you know, like a viral marketing, you know, program. Uh, underlying this uh, whole case study is the fact that there's, uh, you know, 
increased use of the internet for exchanging photographs, exchanging videos, exchanging, you know, emails among the Latino community. So it's not just, you know, text emails, but, you know, you can do more with it, and pictures, and it's being done within the community. And if you add an element of surprise or rather secrecy in sharing photographs or some new messages through a viral marketing campaign, it can get you a lot more impact. We also have uh, Lee Van, who's the principal of Captura Group, going to talk about this segment, and he talks about uh, there are almost 17 million Hispanic online users. So both the private sector and the public sector are building solutions uh, to their customer engagement needs by working with Latinos online. How do you go about selecting the presentations? I often hear about people who want to be presenters or want to present an idea for a, a case study or a panel. What is your process, and are there sponsorship opportunities? There are a lot of companies also that want to showcase their products or their services. Yes, absolutely. First, uh, answering your first question, we accept submissions for you know speaking uh, around the year. I mean, around the year, people have are sending us uh, emails saying that they'd like to speak about their case study and they give a brief abstract. We have it posted on our website. People can contact me directly uh, via email or you know just send it in through the info uh, at SR Institute channel. It will get to me if they just say Hispanic marketing, you know, seek a submission or something like that. And we also continuously do research uh, within the people who come to these various conferences that we organize. We send surveys, I talk to them extensively, and I also talk to industry leaders such as yourself, you know, to get a feeling uh, on what's new, what's hot, what's next, what are the real problems, because let's face it, people come to these conferences because they want to expand and build and grow their businesses. And if we can deliver that value to them through the content of this program, which is the most important reason why they come, as well as present them with a good bunch of people with whom they can network and further expand and multiply their connections, then then the case is made. You know that is why people come to these conferences year after year, and you know when whenever people come back, sign on as a repeat attendee or a repeat sponsor, I think that is a good testimony to the fact that what we are doing seems to be working. But, you know, we can always, we always have room for improvement. We're always, you know, seeking input. And if anyone from your, uh, you know, from your subscriber base or audience wants to, 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 to participate, we will gladly accept uh, submissions. But we just have to make sure that, you know, if there is a fit with what people want to hear and what's new and what is being presented. We also have opportunities for sponsorship and exhibits. Lots of new companies come and exhibit. In fact, at this very conference I uh, want to share with you, uh, we are having a new exhibitor, ADS. It's a San Antonio-based uh, company. And there's going to be an exciting new launch, door-to-door uh, -door marketing to the Latino community. 
uh, is being uh, discussed at this conference, and they have uh, been uh, gracious enough to bring uh, to this forum a very impressive keynote speaker, uh, George Prescott Bush, who will be here. He's the charter holdings, and he has uh, an interest in the growth of the Hispanic market. So it's it's uh, it's our honor to host the son of uh, Governor Jeb Bush and the nephew of President Bush at this forum on Tuesday at the luncheon. Do you get a lot of submissions, Rupa, <clears throat> excuse me, for speakers? Is it mostly the same group of speakers with new topics that vary from year to year? Or how many, how many submissions do you get, for example, on a given year for a presentation? I don't really have a count on how many submissions, but we, we continuously hear or get emails for speaker submissions. Sometimes, you know, there is no follow through because Usually what happens is when we send an email campaign promoting the conference, there's a big buzz and, you know, uh, people want to be on the program and then they send something. And then by the time the conference has to come back the next year, perhaps they are no longer in that position or perhaps, you know, something has changed over there. Or uh, maybe there, were, there wasn't a fit and so they all obviously do not get, uh, uh, get on the program. But we are looking for big brand names and case studies. And one of the suggestions I can give to PR practitioners or advertising agencies who want to speak at the conference, I think it brings a lot of weight if you bring your client to speak along with you at the conference. So that way the industry is able to hear a variety of new clients speaking on this, on this topic. And it makes the ad agency or the PR firm look even better because they are standing on a, on a podium with their client, and the client is, you know, saying good things about you rather than you saying, hey, I'm good at this and I'm good at that, you know. So we've encouraged a lot of uh, uh, multicultural experts to come, uh, come along with their clients and share new information. At this conference, we have uh, Sony's uh, Tanya Diggs. She's general manager and director of corporate marketing at uh, Sony uh, Electronics Division. She's joining her her partner, her agency, uh, Alternative and Innovative Marketing, uh, represented by Jeff Simon and by Shelley Lipton. So I think this makes like a, a good, well-rounded case where you have client and agency uh, working together in sync and presenting it in sync. So that's uh, one of the suggestions we we often make to people. Uh, new people who want to get on board. And it's like, um, it's really like, uh, I would say, having, cooking a nice meal for for your guests. You do need to use some of the, the sure and the safe and the important ingredients that may be repetitive sometimes, you know, but they found the base of the meal and you do need them. So sometimes you do need to go back to some proven or, you know, leading speakers who are at the cutting edge of what they are doing in this field. Because let's face it, uh, if you take the entire advertising and marketing community and then you you know, superimpose the Latino uh, marketing and advertising expertise on it, that's still going to be a smaller fraction of the large marketing and advertising community. So, you know, we need – so therefore there are fewer people – to tap into as opposed to the large general market. But we 
But having said that, we we want to also have bring new life, and as we bring new zest and bring new uh, uh, surprises to the meal that we're cooking for the guests, I try very hard to bring in new elements. And you know, I've at times I've even got a found a terrific speaker. Some just listening to NPR while driving my car. Uh, on uh, you know, we had at a conference in the Los Angeles conference, we found a new speaker just by reading or by, you know, listening to, to, to him speak at another forum. So it's not a, like a fixed formula on how we find the speakers, but pretty much our own attendees and sponsors and speakers, they also keep giving us suggestions, and we, you know, talk to some of the speakers, and sometimes we find new speakers. Wonderful. For those in our audience who are not advertising agencies or mm -hmm. public relations agencies and don't have big budgets, okay. and that's certainly the case for many of the companies in South Florida, which have very few Fortune 1000 companies. Is there an opportunity for those companies and nonprofits, for example, to be presenters and even to attend the conference? Are there any opportunities? Yes, absolutely. All they have to do is, you know, they have to tell me or send me an email or call me. And we're all the time, you know, we do give, you know, I have given student, uh, you know, concessions to people who want to come and learn because we always believe that, you know, we can't, it's not intended only for the Fortune 1000 companies. There are a lot, and you know, if they're entrepreneurs, if they are nonprofits, or if they're startups, many, many people have asked us for special rates. We've worked it out with them. We've given them special rates, whether to attend or even to exhibit, you know. Excellent. Rupa, if our listeners want to see the actual program, the latest version, I know you've sent out a lot of flyers and a lot of e-blasts, but if they want to know what's the latest news on the conference, do you have that information on the website? Yes, we do. If they go to www.srinstitute.com, that would be samrobertinstitute.com forward slash M0407, they will go straight to the conference page. For some reason, if it's, they haven't gone to that page, an easier way to remember is to type www.srinstitute.com forward slash multicultural series. M-U-L-T-I-C-U-L-T-R-A-L-S-E-R-I-E-S. So whichever way they want to remember, they can go online or they can always contact us by calling 1-212-967-0095, extension 252. If they didn't get a chance to write down the web address, there is actually a sponsors link on the Hispanic NPR website. Wow, that's terrific. So they can just click on the sponsor where they see the little SRI icon and it will take them directly, I, I assume, to the, um, to the conference page. Is that right? Right. That's the overview page. And on the subject of overview, would you give us a recap of the conference 
how long it's going to last and some of the salient speakers, including President Bush's nephew, etc. Okay. The conference begins uh, on Sunday afternoon, that's January 21st. It will open, uh, we're open for registrations from 2.30 p.m. onward. And it begins with two workshops on the afternoon of the 21st. One workshop is at 3 o'clock. It's, uh, it's about global youth marketing trends, uh, and uh, it will be led by GTM Latino. It's then followed by another very interesting workshop uh, led by Jay Grunland of Latin Pulse. It's about emotional branding, and it says how to capture the mind and heart of the Hispanic consumer. In fact, Latin Pulse are actually co-sponsoring the evening banquet, which follows that reception uh, on the 21st. Uh, the, the main conference opens on, two, uh, on Monday morning at 7.45 with breakfast, uh, continental breakfast. And the first speaker is from Maybelline, New York, for uh, that's Daniel Villaroel, followed by Sony, uh, case study I just talked to you about earlier. It will then be followed by Pew Hispanic Center's Jeffrey Passel. He's going to talk about Hispanic migration and immigration, the impact on business and economy. And I think this is going to bring some very new uh, perspectives for planners particularly, who are both on the agency side as well as strategic planning on the client side. And then we have Yankelovich uh, 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 speaking on uh, what's the next big idea for Hispanic marketing. That will be Sonia Suarez Hammond from Yankelovich. It will then be followed by luncheon. Uh, That lunch is being sponsored by Terry Simpson of City Reach Latino, and some surprise gifts and prizes are being announced at that forum. That afternoon begins with Roberto Madrazo of AstraZeneca, who will speak about building cultural competency and the corporate leadership advantage, uh, followed by Lee Van of Captura Group I told you about earlier. He will speak about the online solutions uh, to the Hispanic market, both in the private and the public sector. And then we have... Uh, the, a case study on the launch of Mexicanal for DirecTV's uh, program, and it's a, we'll, uh, well, we have Luis uh, from Castilla Communications Corporation speaking at that forum. Danny Ayala from Wells Fargo will speak about effectively engaging the Latino immigrant commu- consumer segment through consumer remittances. They're doing a lot of work, and this is an important area, which uh, you know I should have talked to you about in trends, this, this business of cross-border marketing, people from the U.S. marketing to Latin American countries, and vice versa as well, you know, technology companies, entertainment companies, even gross, you know, big uh, grocery brands are trying to tap into the U.S. Hispanic market from uh, Mexico and other countries because that's gained, gained critical mass. We then have a uh, concluding uh, that evening. We'll have a keynote address by R- Rosana Rosado from El Diario La Prensa, followed by Paco, uh, who, uh, who will talk about uncovering the secrets of the cleaning hunk, under the radar insights on Latinas online. It will then be followed by a reception that evening, co-hosted by MTV Press, 
followed by the next morning, Carlos Santiago. He has been a part of this conference for many years and has certainly brought very new dimensions and directions to Latino marketing through his strategic uh, planning and his advice. And he will be opening the conference on the second day. We have Aldo from DSA Harmel and Partners talking about creativity and his how he has uh, his handle on the creative insights that will really trigger the right response from the consumers. We have Jose Nine, who has been a part of this forum many years ago when he was with Banco Popular, and we are glad to have him back. He is now representing Vacovia and talking about home ownership and Latinos, followed by the panel I talked to you about, featuring Western Union, MTV Press, Trans Perfect Translations. It will be moderated by Nancy Ayala of Marketing and Medios. And then we have the luncheon I talked to you about, where George Bush, Vice President of Acquisitions of Charter Holdings, and uh, our honor of very distinguished guest of honor here will be speaking. That will then be followed by direct marketing examples. And Rick Bloom, who has also been a very integral part of this conference many years ago, uh, will talk about direct marketing to Hispanics. And he will be talking about religious fundraisers, and I think that's a very hot topic. You read it all in the newspapers, listen to it on business news, etc. And that's a very important aspect of this uh, industry. And concluding uh, the, the conference agenda will be William Ortiz of, of uh, Hispanic Works, and he will talk about uh, penetrating new local markets and talk about Cable Vision's success in this area and he'll talk about region. And this will be of particular interest to, to companies that are not necessarily going to the national markets but are looking at regional uh, expansion plans. It will also be of particular uh, value to radio companies and other cable companies to attend. And then we have a workshop on 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 customer base, uh, customer relationship marketing and using telemarketing and online channels by Dan Austin. And that concludes the agenda. And now for the difficult question, what is the cost of admission? The cost of admission is not a difficult one. <coughs> when it comes to the value that you will benefit from this, is it's really 1645 is the basic cost for the conference. If you want to add the dinner, it's 1705 We did offer substantial discounts for early birds. And then if you want to go for the conference and the workshops, it's... Uh, 1995 or 2145. But I think if anyone says Hispanic marketing and PR, we'll give them a $400 discount. We're looking at a two-day conference beginning, two-and-a-half-day conference beginning the afternoon of January 21st and concluding on the 23rd, yes. taking place at the Miami Beach Wyndham. That's right. With how many speakers? We have, I think, about 30 speakers. 30 speakers, yeah, I think so. so 30 speakers and panelists yeah. on a broad spectrum of topics relating to the U.S., Hispanic, and Latin American markets yeah. with the cost of admission of about 1995 for the workshops and dinners and the conference. Yes, and the basic conference and dinner is 1705 very good. Well, Rupa, thank you so much for joining us. Not at all. And don't forget, you know, your subscribers, they can just mention that they are part of your subscriber base and they get $400 off. 
Excellent. What do they have to do? Any nonprofits or any, you know, startups are encouraged to call me directly. And what's that number? 212-967-0095, and the extension is 252. So any subscribers from Hispanic NPR and nonprofits, anybody who wants to register and is looking for that special price, needs to call Rupa, 212-967-0095. Thank you to our audience for listening to today's interview with Rupa Ranganathan, who is Ethnic Strategist and Senior Vice President of the Strategic Research Institute about the 13th Annual Blockbuster Marketing to U.S. Hispanics and Latin America Conference to be held in Miami, Miami Beach, January 21st through the 27th of this year, Brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com, providing you essential information on America's largest minority. For more information on how to reach Hispanics with marketing and public relations tools, visit our resources section at www.HispanicMPR.com. That's www.HispanicMPR.com. Dot com.